How are we doing, everybody? Welcome back to the old podcast. Sorry I missed y'all last week, and I apologize for the late episode this week, but all is well now, and we are here. We are ready to uh, get after it, so let's go ahead and dive right on into uh, what we got going on. Uh, Obviously, um, last week we had UFC uh, Fight Night, Fight Island, I believe it was 7 now. I I think it was Fight Island 7? I don't know. That's not... Not really that important, but um, lots of exciting fights on that Brian Ortega, uh, Chan Sung Jun, Korean Zombie card. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, James Krause looked uh, super, very impressive versus uh, Claudio Silva. Um, I think he tore his ACL, though, in his left knee. I don't know if he tore his ACL. Or he tore something because uh, in between, I want to say it was the uh, second and third round, he said, it's my knee is torn. So obviously something's fucked up there. I don't know if he's uh if there's been any updates on that. Uh or if it is torn at all or if he just thought it was torn. Uh but I will find that for you and I will let you know. Um but at the end in the press conference, um he called out what's his name? Joaquin Buckley who had that uh highlight reel knockout and one of the knockouts uh great knockouts in the old uh, the old uh, what do you call it? I can't I can't think of any words today. Uh one of the greatest knockouts of all time, I guess you could say. I would I would definitely put it in top twenty. But um he called him out and said that that dude's a basically said that dude's a clown. He's a he's a punk bitch. I don't know if he used that exact verbiage, but um didn't like him. He said that he called him up a few weeks ago and he was like, hey, James, can I come down to the gym and train? He said, no, I don't want that kind of energy in my gym. So maybe that's a fight we're getting uh, after James Krause heals up. He said he'll go to uh, back to 185 to uh, have that match. So I don't know. That's something, I guess, on the table for James Krause and uh, Joaquin Buckley. Something to think about. I don't know if that fight is something that makes a lot of sense for either of those two guys. But uh, I guess he don't like he don't like old Joaquin Buckley, so. Just thought I'd throw that in there. And then Jimmy Crute looked absolutely impressive. Uh, knocked out. If I mispronounce this name, I am so sorry. I am not an English major. I don't. I barely speak. You guys listen to the show. I can barely talk. Listen to me right now. I sound fucking drunk. I, bar- I, barely, I barely know what I'm even saying half the time. So forgive me if I mispronounce this name, which I'm going to. Mode- Modestus? Bukakis, I want to say that's all right. Uh, knocked him out, flat out cold. A uh, big overhand right in the first round, looked impressive. That was the only fight I picked correctly at at all on this whole fight card, and I picked him to win by submission on verdict, which uh, I don't know why I did that. I just thought it would be uh, would give me a lot of XP, I guess. But still won. That was the only fight I picked correctly. Congratulations to Jimmy Crute. He's been on a little bit of a tear lately. I believe he's thirteen and one overall. So he's going to be fun to watch at uh, 205 pounds. Keep an eye out on that guy. And then uh, one of the I – th- I, th- I thought it was an upset, not a crazy upset, only just because this was Jessica Andrade's first time fighting at 125 pounds. Um, beat Caitlin Jukagian uh, by t- uh, via TKO, punches to the body. And if you guys didn't see the fight, she threw a – it was like a digging – uppercut hook to the body 
uh, on her left hand, on her with her with her right hand. Chukagian jumped, held her side, turned away, and said, "Oh fuck!" and then ran towards the other side of the cage because the fight was almost the first round was almost over. There was I think seven seconds left off before she ended up finishing. The, I think she finished it with like five seconds left. And then she hit her again with that shot to the body, and then she just went down. Um, I don't know what happened to Chukagi. I don't know if there's an injury or if she just hit her in the liver. Usually, a liver is uh, the opposite side. But um, yeah, that was something to see. Um, I did not expect that to happen at all. Uh, Chukagi coming off that win versus Antonina Shevchenko, she looked absolutely unstoppable in that fight. I mean, looked sensational, and she's looked. She's looked fantastic in all of her recent fights, except for her one versus uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Um, so that was super shocking to see Andrade beat her in the way that she did. I mean, Andrade is a little tank. Uh, she used to fight at 135 pounds. Obviously, was the um, champ at 115 for a little bit there, and um, she might she might just have found her weight class. She is the only uh, woman in UFC history to have a win have wins in three different weight classes so congratulations to Jessica Andrade she looked absolutely sensational um she might be she might have yeah I don't know like I said this is I can't speak English I don't know what my deal is I can't talk correctly at all um but she might have found a new weight class in 125 is what I was trying to say and then obviously Vor, uh, Brian Ortega beating Chan Sung Jung in the way that he did, in a way that no one's been able to beat him uh, via decision, which is hilarious. The, this is f- the first time Chan Sung Jung has ever been to a decision, win or loss. Absolutely insane. That guy is an absolute savage. But Brian Ortega, shaved hair Brian Ortega, sh- shave, shaved head Brian Ortega, is an absolute savage. If you guys didn't listen, go watch, uh, listen to Below the Belt with uh, Brennan Schaub. He had uh, Henner Gracie on who unfortunately couldn't make it to the fight uh, due to a positive COVID test. But um, And he was saying that Brian has revamped his game entirely in the two years he's been out of the octagon. Uh, new boxing coach. And he, has a, he has a coach for boxing, wrestling, kickboxing. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is obviously the same coach in Henner Gracie, which you can't get a better coach for that than... Than, this, than that individual, um, but has completely re re redone everything as far as the striking and wrestling standpoint goes. And I was like, yeah, coming into a new uh, a tough fight like this, he's been off for two years, new everything. I don't I don't know if he was he was gonna pull it out against a guy like Chan Sung Jung, who is uh, just an absolute savage. Walks and he got the nickname Korean Zombie because the guy just keeps coming he walks it down his opponents he eats punches and boy was i wrong i am glad i did not record a podcast last week because i would have looked <coughs> excuse me like an absolute clown saying that brian ortega took the wrong fight he's not he's not gonna win there's no way he can win against the zombie i think the zombie's gonna knock him out in the third fourth round blah 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 blah, blah. good thing i didn't say shit because Brian Ortega looked sensational. Unanimous decision win. I mean, he looked like a striker. 
he didn't just look like a guy who was like who has improved his striking and uh was still relied on the jujitsu kind of like um I don't even have a good example um of a guy like that cuz usually a lot of the jujitsu uh practitioners like Damian Maya and then even guys like Ben Askren that like to just like to get the fight to the ground don't really improve their striking but Brian Ortega didn't look like a, a jiu-jitsu guy who, oh, I also can strike. He looked like a striker. Like, that's what he does. He looked like an expert. He looked fucking fantastic. There is a lot of fun fights now uh, for him. We could They could easily do that Max Holloway fight again. Um, he could easily fight Volkanovski for the title again. Lots of exciting opportunities for Brian Ortega coming up in the future. I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too. And then I didn't... Even I didn't even think to talk about this until just right now. Um, how about uh, Velashi Lomachenko versus uh, Lopez? I mean, holy shit! What an upset! And and during and during that fight card, um, it's a slow build. I don't know why boxing is such a slow build the way it is. There was like I think three or f- maybe four fights on that main card that started at 5 p.m. and uh, Lomachenko and and um, uh, Telefimo Lopez didn't even start didn't even fight until like almost 10 o'clock. I don't I don't know what the slow build for these fights. Like I watched the entire Korean Zombie. Brian Ortega fight card, and I think I missed two fights of the whole card for uh, for boxing. I don't know how how that works. I don't know <laughs> how that makes any sense. I don't know why. Like it, they would have one fight and then thirty minutes of talking, and then another fucking fight. Like let's go. Like Jesus, sorry, but um, Telefimo Lopez. I thought a lot of people thought if he was going to get it done, it was going to be super early on in the fight because uh, he has such knockout. He has a uh, big knockout power, and uh, Lomachenko kind of wades in the wings a little bit, feels the guy out for three or four rounds, and then he starts downloading all that information, kind of like Anderson Silva used to do. Downloads all that information and goes, "Okay, I know what you're going to do," and then he starts piecing guys up. But Lopez just kept coming, man. Uh, the kid's an absolute stud. He's only 23 years old. Uh, I think he's 14, 15 and 0 now. Uh, crazy fight. If you guys haven't watched it, if you have ESPN Plus, go back and watch it on Top Rank. It's a it's a really fun fight to watch. It doesn't really start getting good till Lomachenko picks the pace up and starts and starts winning rounds, and that's when you see the heart of Teofimo Lopez close to the in the. Uh, what do you call it? I want to say ninth round. That's when you start seeing him come back and not just kind of take what Lopez, what uh, Lomachenko's do. I'm not. I'm not a boxing expert. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. But go watch the fucking fight. It's so fun. It's an exciting fight. A young guy. If you bet on Lopez. God bless you. You made some money. Because I think he was a minus 450. Sorry, a plus 450 underdog. So I would have bet on him. Just But but like I was saying earlier, I'm sorry. I completely fucking did a 180. Um, 
the night felt like the longer the fight card went on, I, I, and as soon as Lopez walked into the ring, it kind of felt the same way during the uh, Joshua Ruiz fight, the first one. Just the, the, the feeling in the air, even though I wasn't in the room, it felt like it was going to be Lopez's night. The longer the night went on, it just felt like he was going to win the fight, and he did. And hats off to him. Congratulations. An absolute savage of a fighter. Go watch it. Go back. I went back and watched the back catalog of some of his fights. Fucking insane. This dude's a savage. Go watch him. All right. Done with boxing. Sorry. I thought this was supposed to be an MMA podcast. I talk about what I want to talk about. I don't give a fuck. I talk about boxing sometimes. I'm just kidding. Y'all know that. All right, let's break down a little bit of the card for UFC 254, Gaethje versus Khabib. I have not been this excited to see a main event in a long fucking time. And I know I say that pretty much about every single card, but she's a good googly moogly, ladies and gentlemen. This is an exciting fight. It's a who the fuck knows what's going to happen fight. Before we get into that, though, let's get into a little bit of the... Uh, the, not the undercard, but the um, just a little bit of the main card here. We'll go ahead and start with uh, Stefan Strew versus Mr. Shuri himself. You all know him and love him, Tai Tuavasa. It has not been an easy road for Tai Tuavasa. He is 0-3 in his last three fights. Has not won a fight since June of 2018. Has a, uh, His three losses are... Uh, Junior Dos Santos, that was his first loss in the UFC. Uh, then he fought Blagoy Igniov. Iniov. I've always said that wrong. Apparently, it's Iniov. Uh, there's no G. I always say G for some reason. And then he just had that last fight versus Sergey Spi- uh, Spivak. Spivak. Yeah, Sergey Spivak. Spivak. Uh, <laughs> um, where he just got taken down and smashed the entire fight. Um, he he. Let's be honest. Everyone loves Tai Tuivasa, but he he needs a win. They could UFC could easily cut him if he does not win this fight. The only reason I think they would keep him is because the heavyweight division's kind of boring in those lower those lower cal- caliber fights are you know they're not super high level. And Tai's done. I th- I want to say he's down in American Top Team right now, doing. Uh, he's probably doing a lot more work down there. He's. I hope he's working on his ground game. I hope he's working on his wrestling because his boxing's fantastic. He was a professional boxer. For those of you who don't know, um, his hands were always good. But once you start fighting these tougher guys, man, guys like Ineov and guys like Dos Santos, that boxing, just boxing isn't going to work. And he boxed with Dos Santos. They stand, and, they stood and banged. But these experienced guys, man, that's just not going to work. I really think he's going to need a win here. That being said, for Stefan Struve as well, one in four in his last five. Um, he... He did he because he retired in 2018 um, after he lost to Martin Tibera um, in Germany. Retired and he came back like six months later. He's like, I'm not retired. Um, fought I can't remember who he fought. Beat that guy. Then he just fought Ben Rothwell. Got kicked in the dick 17 times. Jesus Christ! Stop that fight. That fight needs to end in a DQ. Ten times out of ten, he got kicked in the. I think he got kicked in the balls like five times by Ben Rothwell, that big fucking sausage leg slap. Ugh, no fucking thank you. Um, anyway, if I think if Stroop wants to win this fight, he's a tall guy, obviously. He's seven foot tall. I think two of us is only 6'2". 
6'3", which is tall, but when you're fighting a guy at 7 foot, not all that tall. <laughs> not all that tall at all. So, um, I, if I'm Struve, I'll go to the ground. He has 18 submission wins. Uh, he's not a, he's a, for a Dutch guy, he's not a, he's a good kickboxer, but he doesn't have a lot of wins by knockout. I think he has only eight, seven or eight, which it wasn't, it, it, it's not a lot for a heavyweight, because Tuavasa has more than that, and he has 12 fights. But, uh, if I'm, if I'm Struve, I go to the ground in this fight. I think he does. I think he gets it done by submission. Let's get, let's get exciting. Submission via... Arm triangle. Arm triangle. He's got long arms. He can probably arm triangle to Avasa. To Avasa lays on his back a lot. Hopefully, but hopefully he doesn't, and hopefully he uh, gets up. And that's a stupid thing to say. I I apologize. I sounded like a guy there from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings telling him to stand up. But I hope I'm hoping he's learning wrestling and learning wrestling get ups, and he's doing jujitsu. That's what I mean by that. I apologize. That's fucking im. Embarrassing. And it seems like the next fight I'm gonna I'm gonna break down here. Seems like every time I make a fucking podcast and break it down, someone tests positive for fucking COVID, and that one is Ion Kudaleba versus Magomedov uh and Kalev. Sorry, Magomed and Kalev. Sorry, I'm just thinking about Khabib. Uh Magomed 13-1. Kudaleba 15 and 5. I'm not going to break this one down a whole lot. Um, Magomed is 4 and 1 in the UFC. Kudaleba is 4 and 4 in the UFC. One of those losses coming to uh, Magomed. And if you're wondering why they're fighting again so soon, because I think they fought like almost, it wasn't even a year ago. It was before COVID. I want to say it was February. I think it was either before the uh, 249 card, uh, sorry, 247 card or after. I can't remember. But, um,. Kudaleba, he hit him with something. Magomed hit him with something, and he acted like he was hurt, and he was faking, and he was blah, blah, blah. And when someone's hurt in the octagon, and they're getting teed off on like the way he does, the referee's going to what? He's going to stop the fight. Thank you. And guess what he did? He stopped the fight. And as soon as the referee stopped the fight, as you all know, I'm sure, all of a sudden, Ion's like, I'm okay. I'm just faking. You can't fake in the octagon, man. It's the real fucking deal. They're going to stop it. You, If they think you're hurt, they're going to stop the fight. So that's why this fight's so fucking exciting. Plus, anyone, if you've ever seen Ion Kudaleba in a weigh-in, go fucking watch his weigh-ins. He fucking painted himself green like the Hulk and yelled in uh, Curlio Roundtree's face. Dude's a fucking... He's a weird dude, but he's exciting to watch. I'm going to take Kudaleba in this fight um, by TKO in the second round. Like, I... Let me put it. I need to put a disclaimer in all these podcasts. Don't listen to my fucking picks because I don't pick who I think is going to win. I pick who I want to win, and I I I spin it around and try to make it seem like it makes sense that they're going to win this way. Magomed's probably going to win by decision. So, if you're betting bet on, bet on Magomed, don't listen to what the fuck I say. You know, listen to the, the actual experts, not guys like me who just kind of know what they're talking about so and then a uh, fun another exciting fight here in the heavyweight division in uh, alexander volkov and walt harris a couple guys who have uh are are exciting to watch uh volkov is one and two in his last three fights five and two overall in the ufc 
Um, is coming off that decision loss to Curtis Blades. That being said, the stand-up exchanges with him and Blades were not in the favor of Blades. Um, Blades is obviously a super, super talented wrestler. Just wrestled him the whole time. I think he holds, I think he's fifth all-time for uh, most takedowns in a fight in the UFC. I think he had 14 or 15 uh, takedowns in that fight. But uh, those stand-up exchanges were not fun for Blades at all. And uh, for those of you who don't know, this is uh, Volkov's 40th professional fight. The guy's been fighting for a long time. He's super young. I think he's only like 33. I mean, he's not super young. But he's like 33. He's, kind of, he's in his prime right now. And um, obviously that loss to Curtis Blades, just not a good matchup for him. And then getting knocked out the way he did versus Derek Lewis. Lucky, not, not a lucky punch. He set it up, but lucky punch, you know. It is what it is. Uh, look. Look good against Craig Hardy. Obviously, everyone looks good against Craig Hardy if you're that high a level of fighter. But this should be an interesting one. Harris, obviously, coming off that loss to Alistair Overeem uh, May 16th, was on a two-fight win streak prior to that. He is 6-5 and five overall in the UFC. Um, this fight's interesting to pick. It's not a good matchup for, uh, for Walt Harris at all. He's a tall guy. He's a striker. Walt Harris likes to strike, and I don't think his striking is on quite on the level of Alexander Volkov. However, I do like this fight if it goes longer for Walt Harris. Um, so I'm going to take Walt Harris by a knockout because usually Volkov doesn't get guys out of there super early and has a problem when the fight goes later in the rounds like we saw against uh, Derek Lewis. And there's a couple other examples of that. I can't remember who. But uh, he's done. He hasn't done well uh, later in the rounds. But I will take Walt Harris via TKO third round. All right, and a fight I that I didn't know was on the fight card until Monday, when I was uh, Monday or Tuesday when I was watching Embedded. Uh, and uh, Jared Cannonier and Robert Whitaker. I thought it was its uh, own fight night card. Uh, not this week, but next week. I thought it was the fight card for uh, the night of Halloween. And good lord, I am glad it's on this fight card. These guys are absolute savages. Whitaker is 12-3 and in the UFC. Before he lost to um, Israel Adesanya, was on a nine-fight unbeaten streak. Was fighting absolutely everybody on that nine-fight nine win streak. He, the man fought fucking everybody. I'm gonna read you guys the who he who he beat on that nine fight win streak. First three, couple you're not gonna know. All right, Mike Rhodes, Clint Hester, Brad Tavares, Uriah Hall, Rafael Natal. Okay, I didn't know he. I thought he played tennis. Did not know he was uh, fighting in the UFC. Derek Brunson, Jacare Souza, Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero lost to Adesanya, then beat Darren Till. That is. What I would call an absolute... Sorry, my phone is ringing. That is very unprofessional. I apologize. Um, an absolute top-tier list of guys you beat. Nine nine fights in a row, beating all those guys. No thing. I don't want to fight those guys. Fuck all that. Who else has done that in the UFC? Name one guy. Robert Whitaker beats everybody. Uh, and dude's a stud. That being said, Jared Cannonier. Fought at three different weight classes. He's fought at heavyweight. He's fought at 205. Now he's fighting at 185. 
looks fantastic at 185. The only reason I would pick Cannoneer in this fight would be for his experience factor, fighting big, big heavyweights, big light. The guy fought at heavyweight, and then he fought the two the two number one guys at light heavyweight in Jan Blahovich and uh, Dominic Reyes. Didn't win those fights, but he still has experience against the champ at 205 and the number one contender that went toe-to-toe with John Jones at 205, and now he's fighting a lot smaller guys. Dude's absolutely shredded. 3-0 was beat David Branch, Anderson Silva, Jack Hermanson, Hermanson. Uh, Anderson Silva, a legend. Jack Hermanson, a, a, a sa- an absolute savage. A guy that was on the come up. And this is his real first big test at 185. And for a guy that just got that DM'd, just got called out by uh, Israel Adesanya and says, Hey, man, if you win this fight, it's you and me next. This guy's going to be motivated as fuck. Robert Whitaker, Robert Whitaker is also motivated, though. He's ready to go, man. This is going to be a fun fight. If you want to win money, I picked Jared Cannonier by knockout. Um, I am going to pick Robert Whitaker in this fight via decision, though, for the safe bet. I think this is, like, the one time I didn't get my emotions involved in this and just was like, I think Robert's going to win this fight. Too much experience at 185. The dude's seen everything. Um, the only big advantage I really have for Cannoneer is those uh, different weight classes that he's fought at. He's seen, he's seen much bigger competition. But other than that, I have it all day for uh, Robert Whitaker. All right. Guess what time it is. It's main event time. Justin Gaethje versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Let me tell you something. Justin Gaethje has fought bigger names than Khabib has. He has fought, in my opinion, tougher competition than Khabib. Like, who's Khabib really fought? I mean, he's fought Connor. He's fought Connor. He beat the shit out of him. Fought Poirier, okay. But then he beat Ally Quinta. You know, Edson Barbosa, he's a good fighter. He's Michael Johnson, you know. All right. Fought Rafael Dos Anjos, went to a decision. And then he hasn't really... I mean, he's fought... Good competition. Don't get me wrong. If you're in the UFC, you're fucking good. Okay? But he hasn't fought anybody to the level of Justin Gaethje. And the way Justin Gaethje fights everybody is absolutely terrifying. He's in there to take your head off. He has beat Michael Johnson, James Vick, Edson Barboso, Donald Cerrone, Tony Ferguson. He's fought toe-to-toe with Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez. He, He has never... He's also fought, I'm just looking at his shirt dog right now. I didn't know he fought Melvin Gallard to a split decision victory. That's, that's, that's interesting. Did not know it was split decision. Um, but he's fought the best of the best. Khabib is fighting the best of the best as well. That being said, am I ma- Josh, are you really making an argument that Justin Gage is going to beat Khabib? That's exactly what I'm doing. But like I said, I'm making an argument that Justin Gaethje is going to beat Khabib. I don't say he's, I'm not saying he's going to beat Khabib. I'm making the argument. Khabib has never faced the caliber of wrestler that Justin Gaethje is. If Khabib cannot get Justin Gaethje on his back and keep him there, there's going to be real problems for Khabib in the stand-up. 
Khabib's a good striker. He's not Trevor Whitman good. He's not Justin Gaethje good. Gaethje can knock anybody out with one shot. And if those takedowns start getting sloppy, could be nighty-night for Khabib Nurmagomedov. Now moving on to Khabib. Dagestani wrestling is much different than the classic American wrestling. He doesn't just run the pipe on one leg, go for a foot sweep and take him down. The man's running the pipe, misses it out, takes your back, clinches you, suplexes you. If he doesn't get that, looks for the foot sweep. Turns, it, it, He's everywhere and nowhere. He's the Velashi Lomachenko of the wrestling world. You think he's one place, then all of a sudden he's on your back, then he's in front of you, then he is... Then he's running the single leg up on you, and you try to get him off of that, and he's looking for a double, and you're like, what the fuck is this guy even? What is going on here? Khabib is a different type of dude. Also, we've never really seen Khabib get hurt. We've seen him get hit hard. He got hit by Connor a few times real fucking hard. Michael Johnson clipped him. Started to wobble a little bit. What'd he do? Grabbed him, slam. Get on your ass, Michael Johnson. That's what he did. If I had to bet my life on this fight, which I'm not going to, but let's say I had to, I'm picking Khabib. That's the way it is. He's 28-0, never lost, never even really been close to losing. Never even been close to losing a fight. And one time he got clipped by Michael Johnson, the closest he's ever come to losing a fight, and that wasn't that close. I'm picking Khabib. If Justin Gaethje stops these takedowns, it's going to be real troubles for Khabib. Khabib's never had to deal with that before. I mean, yeah, against Iaquinta, but Iaquinta is nowhere near the level of striker that Justin Gaethje is. If I want to win money in this fight, I'm betting Justin Gaethje all fucking day. All day. I got. I bet 100 bucks a fight when I'm in Vegas. I don't bet online. That's fucking weird. But when I'm in Vegas, I bet like 100 bucks on a couple fights. I don't, I'm not, I don't bet big. If you have big money to bet, bet it on Justin Gaethje. If you're okay with losing that money, bet it on Justin Gaethje. It's going to be an absolute fucking war. Okay? And that's my picks. Uh, I picked Gaethje to win uh, on, ver- on the Verdict app. If you guys haven't downloaded that, go download that now. No, I am not a paid partner of Verdict, but the app's fucking incredible. Go fucking, go listen to the app. Go listen to the app. Go download the apps on all the app stores. It's it's fun. You get to score all the fights. You get to pick the fights, how, they, how, they, how they're going to end, what way, what round, all that fun stuff. Go, go download the app. All right, that is it for the breakdown of the card. I got a couple just, I guess you could say housekeeping notes or uh, what do you want to say, fight announcements. Uh, just a little bit of news. Uh, Aljamain Sterling uh, has been confirmed to fight Piotr Jan at UFC 256 uh, December 12th in Las Vegas for the 135-pound title. And I couldn't be more exciting for the guy. Um, I can't believe it was even a, a question uh, who was going to fight Peter Jan, uh, Piotr Jan next. Um, if it wasn't Aljamain Sterling, I would have been quite upset. I'm glad it's Sterling, though. He deserves it. Uh, great guy. He seems like such a great guy. 
And then kind of something that shocked a little bit of the MMA world in uh, Leon Edwards being removed from the welterweight uh, rankings on the UFC website because he hasn't fought in over 400 days when it's really not his fault. He's he's asked multiple times to step in for fights and it just hasn't worked out for him. The UFC needs to get this guy a fight. It's 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 tough to see a guy who's as skilled as Leon Edwards. He was I think number fourth in uh, in the welterweight rankings, and now he's being removed because he hasn't been able to get a fight because no one wants to fucking fight him. It's bullshit, man. It's fucking bullshit. But it is what it is. I really hope that dude can get a good fight soon. I'd love to see him against Colby. I think that's a really interesting matchup. Um, in a fight, I think Colby is gonna would have a lot of problems with. I really hope they make that fight next. Either him or um, fucking goddamn, what's his name, uh, Jorge Masvidal. But obviously they're, they're probably making Masvidal versus Colby next. So unfortunate for him. And then Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill will also fight at UFC 256. And uh, Marvin Vittori finally got a fight. It's not against Cosmot like I thought it should be. And uh, Jacare Souza, that'll also be at UFC 256. That's a really exciting fight. Uh, Marvin Vittori, if you guys haven't found him, get on the bandwagon now. This dude is coming at 185. Dude is a savage. Ita- the Italian Savage. That's my new nickname for him. The Italian Savage. All right. And uh, the big question, who is fighting Kazmat Chimaev next? I don't know what they're doing with him. Uh, there's been a lot of guys um, like Neil Magny that said, I'll fight him, and we haven't had any response from Dana White with the UFC yet. I don't know if I don't know what they're looking for for him, but um, I'll let you guys know as soon as <laughs> as soon as I know. But that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you every time y'all tune in. Uh, it means a lot to me. It really does. That being said, y'all have a great day, night, morning, whatever, whatever time of day it is. Great, great everything. All right, have a good one, guys. Thank you.